Who's War of the Worlds mm. a few years ago? Yeah, we won't talk about that. Okay. I think with Tom Cruise and we won't talk about <gasps> that. Love Tom Cruise. I think that might be the start of his science fic- Scientology fixation. Yeah, but he's a great science fiction actor. Mm. He's amazing, that science fiction. He's done some amazing science... I'm not going to bore you with my love of Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise and his science fiction films. Hey, as long as he doesn't get involved in Rocky Horror Picture Show, I'm all good. Yeah. Because I do not want to see Tom Cruise in a corset singing sweet transvestite oh come on i think we all want to see that <laughs> okay cheekily maybe maybe <laughs> okay maybe it would be quite fun um where were we where were we i don't know hello how are you yeah i'm really well thank you cool I haven't seen you in a while no it's been a while been a while what you've been doing with yourself um i have been uh just chilling really i've been uh, not drinking excellent how's that going amazingly well actually i thought i'd be um be coming to the point where i'd just be i don't know in a shivering wreck um but no i'm i'm good i've, I've done it for very good health reasons you know i've given it a break however um i didn't really drink that much before yeah right so you know me i'm partial to a glass of wine yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and you know anything on around about the eight pound range in Lidl is, is me <laughs> sorted um but i basically got uh, as soon as i Basically, as soon as I gave up alcohol, I decided to announce it all on Facebook. Right. How did that go? Oh, well, I had great responses from everyone. Yeah. However, two weeks into it, I was like, why did I put it on social media? I really want a glass of wine. But, so the BBC wrote into me within my first week. What? Yeah. (laughs) And um, they said to me, we're really inspired by you giving up alcohol. Oh Would you like to do a video about it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like sitting there going, was I really that much of a big drinker that the BBC have got involved and said, hey, you know, let, this is really inspiring. Wow. So like, you've given up. And I had um, my first kind of like gathering with my friends. Uh, we did a clothes swap in the flat. And uh, they all knew that I stopped drinking. And one by one, when they came in, they were, like, saying hello. And then going to my friend Lauren, who I live with, being like, is it okay if we bring up the bottle in? <laughs> and I was just like, guys, I'm not ill. I'm, j- I'm just giving up, just for a bit, you know? All drinking secretly in the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Don't let her see. I know. She might attack us. Yeah, literally. <laughs> She's going to be all right with this, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's going really well. I'm on my fourth week. Good. Well done. Saved a lot of money. Good. Still very skint. Oh, well, aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's getting there. Um, but, yeah, I've had a lot of people writing in saying amazing things. Um, I'm trying to raise money whilst doing it. Good. Uh, which is great. So I'm going to raise some money for the VC Gallery first. Oh, in, nice. In Hapst West. Okay. Uh, for some art therapy. And then, um, who knows what next. So, um, any charities out there who enjoy me going sober, <laughs> please get in touch. <laughs> but how's, how are you, Owen? How's your I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, been, uh, well, it's firework night. Boom. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to say something quite controversial here. Oh, I love it. I don't like fireworks. Okay. Um, not as I'm scared or, I'm, you know, anything like that. Uh, I just find them quite boring. Yeah, I can see that. And what I find really boring is that everyone just stands around going, ooh, <laughs> ah, like it's magic. What well, uh, is magic? 
it's not yeah. magic. It's an explosion <laughs> happening with a bit of coloured explosion. But can you just repeat that? It is a, a colourful explosion in the sky. How often do we see that? Yeah, but if it was happening in Iraq, then people would be up in arms. And this is where the controversial <laughs> side comes in, everyone. But we, uh, so uh, I was I was late this evening because uh, we took our our two young boys to a fireworks show. Um, but because we are cheap uh, and I don't like fireworks, we sat in the car outside of the place where uh, they were having the firework event. Where was the event? Well, it was in Hook, so we kind of sat outside of the perimeter, just in our car, watching the sky. Watching the, watching the sky. It was good. What it cost Did a tenner? Sparklers? No, we didn't have a sparkler. Cost a tenner? Yeah. Oh, that is a joke. Exactly. What do you get for a tenner in there? You get fireworks. Nothing else. Well, I don't know what else you get. I didn't really check. You might see like a burning scarecrow. Yeah. But you don't need to see that. You don't want to really say to kids like, "Hey, we're gonna like." You know, they're like, "Hey, who's that guy on the fire?" You're like, oh yeah, it's some guy who um tried to take down the government. Oh, we hate that. Yeah, we hate that. Burn, so him, burn him. Burn him. Yeah. If you ever stand up to the government, we'll burn you too. Yeah. But we managed to persuade our eldest that he was scared of fireworks. Because we went, it will be very loud, you know. <laughs> and so he was like, he was quite happy in the car. And then I tried to open the door. He was like, no, it's too loud, daddy. <laughs> so I've imparted that fear on him forever. Yeah, I was going to say, a little bit of post-traumatic stress yeah. happening there. So he forever will not be able to do with um, any bangs or anything. Excellent. I thought you were a play therapist. I, uh, well, I don't want to have to pay for play therapy. <laughs> so I don't want him traumatised <laughs> by fireworks. <laughs> well, I've actually worn... Um, oh, you listeners can't see, but um, I've actually got some shoes on today. We'll post them on the socials. Yeah, we did try to get a picture of me with my legs in the air, but then um, I'm wearing a dress, <laughs> so... Uh, it all went horribly wrong. It did go a little bit horribly wrong, but I'm wearing these um, light-up shoes I got on the said close-up night. Um, I had with the... Um, with the my friends. So what happens at a clothes swap night? I'm, I'm guessing you you swap clothes, yeah. Yeah. So for the record, it's not just a load of women just getting naked and giving each other clothes. Yeah, um, well oh, he's taking a picture. Am, there we go. They yeah. are these shoes. Everyone. Oh, one of them's turned off. They are sparkly, and they change colour. Well, they're not sparkly. They just light up and they change colour. Yeah. Um. And I was walking through Hafford West today with them with pride. I had I had them on the blue setting Ooh. because I was feeling quite frosty. Lovely. Um, if you ever see me on the red setting, um, I would avoid me. <laughs> danger, danger. Yeah, li- literally. You could either say she's angry or it's time of the month. So uh, <laughs> either way, just avoid me. It's not just a general warning. Yeah, just a general warning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. My shoes are gonna represent my um, my my body and my uh, my cycle and my emotions. <laughs> So anyone out there in Hafford West, um, you'll know if I'm in a happy mood or a sad mood. But yeah, in the centre of Hafford West, there's those lights. Disco lights. What disco lights? You know, in the square. Oh, yeah. So basically, Hafford West, what I believe, took away that tree which was there years ago. Yes, the square. The square. Yeah. Because the youths were hanging out there. I hung out there. Yeah, did you? Did you have uh, your Lambert and Butlers? I did. That's where you used to go on a night out. At the end of night out, you go to Minnie's for rock night, or you'd go to uh, this um, waterfront, mm-hmm. and then you'd end up on the square then, at like one or two, whenever we're closed, and you just sit around there for an hour. You never do that? No. Oh, the square I never, went, I never went out to half dress, but they have replaced. Yes. Um, for them, they said, oh, there's too many youths. Uh, hanging out by this tree what have they replaced it with these light up changing lights in the centre of town to me 
that is like saying come and party <laughs> so um, I don't know what their initiative is but anyway I, was, I kind of had a little dance there on my own uh, I had a few people looking at me nice um, and then kind of quickly left and then I had some younger uh, teenagers uh, hanging outside the printer's shop and um, I had my lights on I was walking past and they were like oh my god look at those shoes it's really really cool and I wanted to turn around being like, yeah. But I've, I've got older now and I was a bit like, oh my gosh, no, the use, they're going to like shout at me. Yeah. I'm like, what am I playing at? Should have shown me shoes. I know, I should have shown the shoes. Hit the red setting on. Yeah. Bam. Boom. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm excited. So I'm wearing these because I can't do the fireworks. I like them. Nice. Thank you. Good. The Good close swap, we were saying, weren't we? Yes. So, what is it? How does it work then? What if people. I What I worry about with a close swap, not worry about it. So what if you go there and no one is the same size as you? Or do you have to invite people who are the same size as you? Yeah, so I put an invitation out saying, <laughs> Hi everyone, um, we're doing a clothes shop, so um, it's, uh, you know, it's accessible for everyone to... You must be food. under this weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a free event, because we're all skin, but uh, you must be this height, this size and this diameter. Um, but we don't want to marginalise anyone. Or be nice. Must apply to these measurements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, luckily we've uh, we all we all come in different shapes and sizes. Of course, of course. Um, and um, luckily, my mother is a clothes hoarder, mm. so we had about eight bags of clothes from her. Oh my god! Yeah, all different sizes and whatnot. Mm. So um, she basically buys clothes, doesn't try them all, and just be like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> Great. Like, oh, I'm never going to go into this sparkly pink doo doo. Like, when were you going to ever wear that, mother? But um, it's great. I, it's, it's an amazing way to like get new clothes and not spend money because we you know I'm, the dress I'm wearing is also from a clothes shop uh, swap. Sorry, which is fabulous. Very nice. Very nice. I was waiting for the compliment. There. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Yeah. yeah well, everyone yeah, loves the yeah, shoes, but yeah. not the dress. Um, Try said that to my friend who gave me this. Mm. So, um, but yeah, that's a clothes swap, really. I think I need to do that because my my clothes, as I'm gaining weight, are just getting smaller and smaller. Oh, that old chestnut. And so, I mean, I, I've I've bought a new jacket, but unfortunately today I look like a Pembrokeshire farmer. You did. I, I thought that. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit worrying. Can you can you describe what you're wearing? Well, I bought a as my I, I'd call it a body warmer. Mm. My son calls it a gilet because he's very middle class. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar, Oscar and Toby. Well, you've given them the names. I know, to start. I know, you know, I know. You started a class war there with his Yeah, story. yeah. So um, it's that, but then I, I, I like to wear a shirt, you know, and so I wore I wear the gilet over my shirt, and I look like I'm off to the mart to go and buy a wife or something like that. Yeah, you do a little bit. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. And you look like you're gonna vote the blue. Vote the blue. Vote the blue in, in the yeah. next election. <laughs> Gosh, we should have. We were going to have a tally, everyone, about like kind of like a big button. If we talked about the election, we were going to go beep. Well, we won't be able to talk about it soon, will we? And not that we should talk about it now because it's. Uh, no, we're all done with it. But also, that's our excuse for not really paying attention. Yeah, really. yeah. Come on, who actually knows what's going on? No, I've given up. I know. I'm literally going to wear my shoes. Um, and just like when the polls, like when they're like, oh, the conservatives in the league. <laughs> like, so all of anyone who doesn't know politics, what I'm going to do is just walk around and put my light on blue, so we know like, oh, the conservatives oh. are in the you know in the lead in the polls, and then, and then when we get the green, I'll put the green on. Um, and when it's when it's there's no colour, that's when uh, the Brexit party. <laughs> that's when it's all gone wrong. <laughs> We're like, so I'm going to chuck these shoes uh, on the bin. Leave the country. <laughs> um, talking about news. 
Yes. What's going on in the world, all right? Uh, well, we... Let's see, then. What is going on in the world? I found a story which made me chuckle. Uh, so, uh, this woman has got possibly one of the greatest jobs uh, going, I think. Um, yeah, so... So let me let me let me give you the title here. Okay. So admin worker twenty two quits job to eat takeaways on YouTube. What? Yep, yep. So a woman has quit her full time job so she can focus on eating Chinese takeaway and McDonald's on request. Chana Rowley, twenty two, films herself eating around five thousand five hundred calories per meal and posts the footage to YouTube. And do you know how many followers she has? Oh good. Okay. Forty thousand. Thought. 40,000 followers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do they pay? No, I think they just watch her. You're going on YouTube, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this lady? So, it, she quit So she in the future, her aim is to become the UK's first mukbang star. And it's a, it's a trend which started in South Korea where people binge... Uh, oh, I have heard about ...binge eat on camera whilst eating uh, and chatting to the audience. Yeah, well, but a Korean it. food seems like it's going to be nice and healthy and... Yeah. You, yeah well, no, she's... UK just... food, like, just binge eat. Actually, I wouldn't mind doing that, binge eating on sausage and sausage and mash. It'd be an all right job, wouldn't it? Mm. Is that what you'd go for, sausages and mash? Yeah. Veggie, yeah. Linda McCartney. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, or Toad in the Ole. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pie before I came here, actually. Oh, nice. What's it, in your pie? Uh, it was veggie pie. Yeah. And um, I had a bit of onion gravy on it. Uh, I defrosted it because I cooked it and yeah. uh, I put it in the freezer and I had no shame in just eating it still in the Tupperware I defrosted it. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good meal, that is. Followed by... No, my starter was two packets of cheesy puffs. <laughs> is that a starter? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> hey, if this woman's making money from binge eating on YouTube and creating a job, I'm going to say two packets of cheesy puffs was my starter. Yeah, okay, fair play. I mean, I think I'd... What would I eat? I don't know if there's any food I could eat that much of without kind of vomiting. But, I mean, that's probably a video in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what you could... Just, that'd be a niche. <laughs> just vomiting on... <laughs> it worked for well, two girls, one cup. So. <laughs> yeah, it did. That was ice cream, let's be honest. That was ice cream. Your, your, your caption could be, like, um, Welsh-looking farmer mm. in Jule. Yeah. Binge eats and pukes up. It's lamb. Could just eat lamb. You could. Yeah, just a big chunk of lamb. That's it. Full lamb. People, I think people would get kicks from that. Yeah. Do people get kicks from this then? I don't really understand. Well, there is that kind of, uh, there is a bit of a fetish where, uh, apparently, apparently, never really researched it, um, that you, you kind of have women who just eat food and they're like, they're feeders, isn't it? Yeah. And they just eat food. There's about 100 Channel 4 documentaries about it. Are there? How do you know about this? I watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know what to know. It's your bone, so It's, it's uh, you know, just research, really, research. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've had boyfriends who, not to that extent feeders, but they, you know, they do like to cook me d- dinner and push mm. me up a little bit. Yeah. So, um, it's like, kind of like, every time I become single, I, you know, I, I, I do lose a bit of weight and I look great. Yeah. 
and then as soon as I meet someone, then it's like boom, back on. Yeah, but that happens when you meet someone anyway, though, isn't That's it? True. You know. Yeah, but where's our money for it? Well, exactly. Yeah, I've lost money since being in a since being married. <laughs> Sorry, Sal. I think Owen <laughs> might be uh, sending in the divorce papers soon. I was eleven stone when I met. I used to go to the gym every well, day. Yeah, I'm eleven stone. Are you? Yeah, I was about your size. <laughs> <laughs> literally my shape my body i could have gone to a clothes swap oh great yeah sorry you just didn't hit the measurements uh. um what else have we got in the news well i found out that this was following on actually um just looking it up now this is the title firefighters rescue 30 stone pig from flat we're at eight chinese takeaways are we still talking about this youtube stuff? <laughs> yeah. What? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, of course she's listening to our radio show in a in a basement in Alfred West. I can't, we've got to stop saying that. We have. We are we? really thankful, listeners. That um, West Wales is premium digital channel. <laughs> yeah. I um no, I can't say what I was going to say. I'm going to carry on the story. I was going to say Go something naughty about a, a, another radio station. Go on. Shall I? Oh right. Oh, you're going to do. Yeah. Go on. Shall I? Who are you going to slide Shall off? I? Who am I going to? Who am I going to slag? Who are you going to slag off now? Um, I read your picture. Oh dear. Uh, well, I've noticed that when they go and do stuff in Radio Pembrokeshire, representative comes down here. Basically, when we go, when they go to Carmarthen, they literally take off their Radio Pembrokeshire jacket. Really? And put on a Radio Carmarthenshire jacket. Oh wow! That's that simple. So they're just living a double life. They are living a double life. And they're based in Cardiff, I believe. That's strange, isn't it? Mm, I see it Pure West. Or well, Pembrokeshire all the time. Yeah, Pembrokeshire. <laughs> Pembrokeshire born and bred made. <laughs> and we're, you know, a nice mixture of us. We've got yeah. bubbling on comedy shows like this. and There's loads going on. We've got Malcolm next door. I don't know what he does. No, I don't know. Malcolm. Malcolm, what do you do? <laughs> we, 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 we found another person in a studio next door and uh, we asked him to help them... them help us do the he helped us out he did help us out he knew my dad and he knew in Harrods yeah everyone knows I'm Harrods though they do yeah but not me no no. Anyway, we're digressing. Go on then. Tell, us, tell us about this pig. Uh, that's it. <laughs> tell us about that pig. Um, so, a huge pig had to be put on a stretcher and taken out of the upstairs flat where it has been stuck. Two-year-old Twiglet, very original. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Who weighs thirty stones? Oh. <laughs> has been advised, had been advised as a micro pig. And sold for £60 to a grandma who's always wanted a pig. She slept on a mattress, was toilet trained to use a litter tray, and was fed on Chinese takeaways, chocolate and porridge. Oh, my God. That's a great diet. <laughs> so was it a micro pig? Was it... Well, it was, it was sold as a micro pig. Oh, did it just turn out to be a real pig? Yeah, it turned Excellent. out to be a proper pig. Oh, wow, the picture's amazing. Um... At first, she was tiny, but she ballooned into a, uh, to be larger than a baby elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Despite her large size, she lived a life full of luxury in the Rotherham flat for two years with owner Elaine Edwards refusing to let anyone make bacon sandwich, uh, bacon sandwich jokes about her. Yeah, right. Yeah, but they were unable, so the, the owner passed away. Um, so they were unable to bring the pig down the flats because she was too nervous to get down. <laughs> I mean, look at this picture here. There's a picture of the pig sleeping on a mattress, which oh. is it, a mattress which I can only describe as one which would look like it would be in train spotting. 
Um, and he's got a little tape baby pig next to it, which is quite cute. Um, but yeah, they had to call the fire station and uh, the RSPCA to get this little pig down. I mean, the, the mother said that she's always wanted a pig since she was little, so she went on Facebook and yeah. bought it for 60 quid. I reckon we could get a pig tonight. If we put a Facebook post out, we could get ourselves a pig to the studio. Oh my god, we could get a mascot! Yeah! Little you, piggy mascot. Do you think the radio station would mind? Probably not. If we, maybe we just left it here and not told them. Well, I've left my big Tinder pictures here of me sitting on the toilet, <laughs> semi-naked, <laughs> which are still upstairs. So, yeah. I know they have board meetings here, and there's a picture of me. Um, basically, if anyone doesn't know, my stand-up piece is about me on Tinder. And I've got these... Um, they must be, like, up to our waist. They are big. They are huge, but one of them is a picture of me pretending on, on my phone... Um, doing what you do on the toilet, really, having a good wipe. Um, and uh, I'm just in a towel, and uh, it's uh, a swipe and wipe. And I walked into the, completely forgetting, walked into the radio station today, and it's there in the meeting room for everyone to see. Um, and it's been here for about three weeks. It's a lovely image. It's a lovely image in a board meeting. Why am I still single? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, another story from the news today. Oh, lovely. Um, which is quite cute. Um, any other news? I, I can't think of anything which has popped into my mind recently. I don't think so. Should we have some music? I think that would be great. Who have we got coming up? Oh, I'm Harrod. Now you ask, don't mm. you? Uh, <laughs> Come on, DJ. Uh, we've got uh, we've uh, coming in. We've got some Beastie Boys. Ooh. Uh, yeah, well, have you, it, maybe listeners, uh, you'll notice that we have very old music. That's because my music tastes haven't really moved past the two thousands. I'm loving it. Yeah, I, I see. I'm I'm about that. Oh, they're quite uh, firework themed tonight. Well, yeah. I thought we'd get a bit. I got a bit. Of, I knew there was a song by Katy Perry called "Firework." Oh, that's true. So I thought I'd put that in. Put it in. Let's do it. Let's do Fight it. Fight for your right by the Beastie Boys. Enjoy. <laughs>
one shot, or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment. Did you capture it, or just let it slip? Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy There's vomit on his sweater already Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous But on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down The whole crowd goes so loud He opens his mouth but the words won't come out He's choking how? Everybody's choking now The clock's run out, time's up, over, plow Snap back to reality, oh there goes gravity Oh there goes rabbit, he choke, he's so mad but he won't give up Another day. 
You are listening to Unpronounceable Comedy. Remember, remember, remember the, the 5th, 5th of November. Gunpowder treason, treason and plot. We see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Are we going for the whole thing? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, come on. How long is it? <laughs> okay. Guy Fawkes Guy. Twas his intent. To, to blow, blow up King and Parliament. Three score barrels were laid below to prove old England's overthrow. By God's mercy, he was captured. <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with a darkened lantern and burning match. So, holla boys, holla boys, let's ring the bells, bells ring. <laughs> holla boys, holla boys, God save the king. And what shall we do with him? Burn him! Oh, God. Wow, there we are. That's You You wouldn't really think we both got drama degrees, would you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, LA! <laughs> Wow, I've never actually um, read the whole of that. No, no, I've never, I've only really know, remember, remember the 5th of November, and that is it. Yeah. Yeah. Gun, yeah, remember, remember the 5th of November, go and plough the season and plot. So let's all go and get some fireworks, and let's all have a shot. I don't know, Oh, nice, wow. Yeah, Very good, wow. We can make up our own. Excellent. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed the fireworks and the uh, traditions of what fireworks night is about. However... Oh, oh. You're all getting it all wrong. Oh, my gosh. I know. She's going to drop it now. I'm going to drop the bomb. Shit. Why are we celebrating that we killed a man who tried to kill the parliament? Oh, my God. When at the moment... What a ledge. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, 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 carry on. Carry on, carry on. At the moment, we, we know, we're, we're hating our parliament at the moment. So if you're out there... You know, having fun with the fireworks. You're all Tory supporters. Oh. And that's why we're in the studio, because we're anarchists. Oh, yeah. We don't give a shit. We got our sparkly shoes on, drinking our tea. Doing a scheduled radio show. Yeah. Yeah. Hard as nails. Effing it to the man. I'm going to say it. Fucking it to the man. Ooh. Oh, we're so cool. We are straight. Yeah. God, that was. uh, Did we scare you? Did we scare you? (laughs) A little bit. But it is funny, though, isn't it? Like that we celebrate the murder of a Catholic. Oh my! Isn't it? Yeah. How is? How are we still doing this? The UK. Um, you know, because Guy Fawkes was uh, standing up against. Now I'm gonna look at where I found it. You're listening to a life in our time on Radio Four. <laughs> One day we're going to be Radio Four presenters. I don't know why I'm doing American accent all the Melvin time. Melvin Bragg, <laughs> um, King James. Yeah, he wanted to kill King James and his Parliament because they were being cruel to the Catholics at the time. It was just just after the uh, Elizabeth the First era, where you know it was a Protestant reign. Yes, and uh, all the, you know Catholics were persecuted. Yeah, and Guy Fawkes and his and his. Um, Merry men, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes it nice and romantic. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah, bit, doesn't yeah. it? A little bit different uh, different side of history there, but we'll, we'll emerge it all together. Hey, you're listening to Pure West Radio's History Hour <laughs> with me and Harrod Price and 
A wine, a wine roach. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> Come on, it's that. Oh, roach. and me, a wine roach. Yeah, so. History. Um, get off the American accent, then, Harrod. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to the story of the history lesson. Uh, they were getting a bit peed off, right? Because, you know, they weren't listening to uh, Guy Fawkes and his merry men. Um, that you know they wanted better laws for the Catholics. So you know even at the time, if you were Catholic, you could be prosecuted by not going to Sunday church. So he decided to him and his mates decided to buy a house next to Parliament, and um, in order to blow up Parliament, you're when... going full history lesson, yeah? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah okay, cool. Carry on, yeah, carry on, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I got a bit serious. Um, how do you want me to do this? No, carry on. Carry oh, on I'll carry just on. do my, it like this. If my dad's just... listening, he's loving this. Oh, loves hi, history. John. Loves history. Oh, good. He, well, he's um, not listening. <laughs> they, uh, he's not listening. No. <laughs> Great support from your father. <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm very proud that he's following your dreams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Supportive, yeah, yeah. but he. Um, <laughs> to the history lesson kids have got GCSEs to sort out you know those kids are not allowed to go out and enjoy fireworks like your kids are at home yeah. pushed into studying right we're going to make a change here Owen. we are changing like history for the good right okay serious notes so buy a house next to parliament you know it wasn't that expensive back in those days um, I mean these days you'd have to be a millionaire to yeah. buy a house next to parliament Seems like a waste just to blow up the government. I mean, let's let's get started on those uh, YouTube videos. Yeah, eating some food and we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but yeah, they literally bought a house next next door to Parliament, as you do. Uh, and I think he stood in a cellar for a while and was about to blow it up with some gunpowder. And then the uh, army did, found him. Did he do more than just stand in the cellar? Was it like? He might have been filing his nails. Wasn't like reading the paper or something like that. No. Yeah, you know, might have had a cheese, cheeky pick of his nose. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I don't know what. what how you do? You think they're really going to write that in history? So whilst Guy Fawkes was sitting in the cellar, um, he plundered, wondered, or plundered on his on his life, and thought, what more could he do with it? He decided to update his uh, relationship status on Facebook <laughs> to it's complicated. It's complicated. It will be complicated. Sharing various memes from the Socialist Party. Oh, oh. yeah, in support of the Labour Party as well. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what what are you going to do in a cellar. Oh. I don't know. Sit on a gunpowder barrel. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Think you're fucking bad, eh? Yeah. My favourite bit of the Guy Fawkes legend mm. was uh, the way he got murdered, hung, drawn, and quartered. I think he got burnt. No. Well, why have we got a bonfire then? Because it's it, it <laughs> because it shows <laughs> because it shows what would have happened, doesn't it? I don't. Know, why do we burn him? No, because I swear during that era. Yeah. Um, it was in during the Catholicism, which was, I believe, Mary. Well, Elizabeth's Henry. Sister, she they would burn the Catholics would burn people on the stake, the Protestants on the stake, and the Protestants would do the hung, drawn quarters. Yeah. Any Catholics listening, get in touch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. Are you guys enjoying fireworks tonight? I hope you're not. Like, because that shit's fucked up. That must be quite quite weird if you're Catholic just watching them chuck yeah your national hero onto the bonfire is he a Catholic national hero we have so much googling to we do we have so much googling the other so side of history little knowledge isn't it the other side of history they don't teach in school yeah all I had in school was basically right we're gonna do the history of Wales mm. from but you're like oh amazing and it's like <laughs> from the year like 1805 <laughs> to 1940 and we're going to talk about 
toll booths. <laughs> and, and, and Jemima Nicholas. Don't uh, well, we don't talk about her because you know we don't talk about strong women like that. We'll talk about the Rebecca riot, but there was no Rebecca involved. Was there not? No, it was just men dressed up. Oh, of course. See, Jemima Nicholas takes on the French army. Yeah. Dressed up as a guy, was she? No, she wore, she wore the Welsh national. Oh, no, man. is it Welsh national dress? Because oh, Jesus, it's we're shit, aren't we? Isn't it? Like, yeah. Well, no, she dressed up as a sh- soldier, but just happened to have like a stovepipe hat, and that's why it became the national dress, Welsh national dress. There we are. Yeah, and there's a tapestry, so you know, maybe we should go look at the tapestry. Yeah, maybe we should do that. And learn. Oh, this has been really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all for our history If hour. anyone's still out there... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Are you enjoying us? Um, talking about women in history... Yeah. Um, do you hear about the news uh, last week in the comedy world? Oh, what have women been up to? Oh, fuck Bloody women. Hell. Jesus. There are all those women with their brains and their ideas... What do they want? They? their intelligence. They can vote one more do they want. Jesus. Slapping <laughs> <laughs> the um, Apparently, us women are not funny... I mean, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're on one tonight. Sorry. You brought... What have you brought in tonight? Uh, illegal fireworks watching. Uh, yeah, like... Fat girls on YouTube. Fat girls... Sorry. Do you know what? Since you've been wearing that gilet and looking a little bit conservative, you yeah. are getting really... Like, I'm, you're I'm crossing cons- the line I'm here, conservative with a small C. With a small cunt? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even want the conservatives to own that word because... Um, Cunt is a beautiful word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was going to go on to one of those like spoken word poetry performances. You know, they talk about their vagina. Oh god! You know, it's like those empower- you know those yeah. empowering women, um, commu- uh, poetry people. I should know this because I'm a poet myself. But you know, they stand there like, and I'm going to do it in an American accent. It's like my vagina is the sun. My vagina owns the power around this world. My vagina can fit a trolley in it. Jesus. My vagina can open a bottle of wine. <laughs> my vagina has ten KFCs in it. My <laughs> vagina is beautiful. My vagina is wonderful. My vagina is me. See? That's beautiful. That was. <laughs> <laughs> and don't quite know where to look. This is I don't know where that came from. If I was doing poems, though, so if I was doing poems about my penis, that wouldn't really have the same effect, would it? Really, as on, like the vagina monologues. No, it wouldn't. Would it? <laughs> my dick looks a bit like a stick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I got. A wine roach, age thirty. <laughs> Uh, we could really explore this. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, talking about women being funny. Yes, um, sorry. <laughs> where did that come from? Um, we, the, the Aberystwyth uh, University did a study recently of um, the kind of, our, who, the difference between men and women and who is the funnier out of the sex. So um, they concluded with their study of a thousand, no, 5,000 people and they looked into the results um, of uh, various people and asked to rate uh, rate men and women's humour. So all of these individuals, is what I believe was, um, what I can remember anyway, had written down um, funny jokes. Um, they weren't comedians, they were just your average people, and then other people had to rate them. Now, the study came out that 63% of men were funnier than the average women. Oh, so it wasn't... They weren't looking at actual male and female comedians, no. just 
random people telling random jokes. Yeah. Okay. So all that kind of proves that men can remember funnier jokes. What do you mean by that then? Like, so they. Th- well, I don't think if it's what? scientific, but like, they re. Well, not even their recall. They just happen to remember some funny jokes. Funny joke. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But this is the thing. There was why. For one thing, why are they bring in? What what science got to do with this? I mean, I get mm. like science in terms of like understanding why we need humour and the importance of humour and the importance of laughter and you know comedy being a medicine within society. Um, you know, you, you look at satire. It's we, we our whole life is is built on comedy. Mm. Um, it's a way of coping with life and you know and um, you know it's that kind of play therapy X Y and Z. I'm going to go into a bit of a babble here and pretend that I sound really interesting and really intelligent, but I'm actually not. I'm just chucking out words. Okay. But anyway, back to my point. As long as you don't talk about your vagina again. Okay, <laughs> I like to talk about my vagina. Um, um, my vagina <laughs> is a McDonald's drive-through. <laughs> Open 24 hours. How are you still single? Then? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, so, but yeah, I, I don't feel like there was a need for this. Like putting that message out there. It was the BBC who released this d- during a time where um, you know gender. There, there is a gender imbalance in in the comedy the comedy world and and in lots of working um, worlds, but especially in, in comedy. You look at uh, panel shows like Dave, where 88% of... Uh, don't quote me on the exact facts, but 8%, 88% of their panel members on all their shows are male. Like, that is just a huge detriment to kind of our perception... You know, what we think of women comedians. Yeah. Because it's quite damaging anyway um, that we... You know, there is always that motion, like, oh, women are not that funny. You know, you look, all you've got to do is look at headlines, uh, headliners or like um just lineups for certain comedy gigs especially even around in in wales um it is really like really heavily male dominated and that's not because men are funnier that's because it's much difficult and harder for women to get into and be taken seriously because it's still quite misogynistic um do you feel like more maybe less women go into comedy or go into stand-up no i hmm I think I think women are. Uh, I I don't think less women go into stand up. Um, you know, women have been. You know, women in comedy has been going on for like you know the history of it. You know, you go back two hundred years and there was, you know, women pushing those boundaries back in like you know you look you look at the music hall days. Mm. You've got amazing uh, comedians back, female comedians that are really pushing it out there in really difficult times where their audience were just you know these big music halls but full of you know, drunken males and they were you know. What I'm trying to say is, like, that was a tough gig then. And it's still a tough gig now where, you know, it is shown that majority of um, audience members in a comedy night will be male. So, therefore, I think it's just kind of like, it's just always been like that. It's what people like. So, when you do get a female comedian coming on and talking about their vagina being a trolley... Yeah. It kind of comes a little bit unsettling, I think, to a lot of male audience members because it's not maybe not something they... It's not relatable. It's not relatable. (laughs) Um... And I, I've had it um, kind of, you know, quite a few times, kind of that surprisingness, kind of going, oh, you're a comedian. You? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but not like it, most of it is always really positive because luckily we live in a, you know, in, in, a, in a, a, a time where you know, people are more accepting of it. You know, you have like amazing comedians, uh, UK comedians, American comedians out there. But still, it's a bit like. Really? Are you that funny? Yeah. It's almost a novelty, isn't it, being a woman and doing stand-up? Yeah. You're like, oh, you're the f- the female act. 
Yeah. And then is there, I suppose, is there a kind of, um, uh, are people expecting women to do stuff about about their vaginas, for instance? Mm. And there may be people who don't, you know, if, if that's the kind of perception of what it's going to be, maybe they're going to go, oh, God, I'm... I don't want to listen to yeah. one talk about her vagina for half an hour. <laughs> Just to put it out there, guys, we're not saying all women talk about their vaginas, and we're not saying that all, you know, we're not agreeing with that all men are funny. Like, I certainly don't talk about my vagina and my stand-up. I don't weird. think I've ever said vagina so much. Vagina. It's a great word, isn't it's it? It's a lot. But um, I think there was no need for the BBC, you know... They, it's a they weird. Could, they could have shown something more study. progressive during yeah. the time, you know. It's because at the moment we've, we've got com- you know TV companies like ITV who are putting a fifty-fifty promise in that they will have the same amount as female panelist members as men, and it's not by saying, oh, like we need more women or we'll put un- unfunny women. It's just there are so many amazing, really talented female comedians out there, mm. but it's still the kind of industry where they're not taking at the same level as, as a lot of male comedians. Yeah. Because um, there's that kind of like, oh, we don't want to break that barrier. Like, you you know, you... Um, Edinburgh Fringe, for instance, um, had, um, you know, for 30% of their solo comedy shows this year were from women, which is a huge increase. You know, only tw- in, in the next five to ten years, they, will, they, they really want to aim for it to be um, 50%. But I think the way to break down that barrier is generally the kind of um, on the circuit the way we there is, there is a problem with and I'm going to be honest with this misogyny within within the, the stand up world or in the comedy world now we me and you don't probably experience it down here firsthand because it, there's not you know the comedy scene down here is not like it is in Swansea or Cardiff or yeah. Bristol because we're here trying to push it forward mm-hmm. we're trying to create a, 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 a comedy scene and you look at what the last gig we did yeah it was yourself and three other comedians three women yeah three women yeah and that's not saying hey the women are much more funnier mm. in Pembrokeshire it just so happens and that I was people. the minority you were the minority yeah. how did that feel um didn't talk about your penis did you <laughs> no I should have shouldn't I but um my penis I, is a shopping trolley <laughs> it doesn't quite work no it? no <laughs> um I just say yeah. I just had so many things I could talk about that then, and I was going to say no. I'm not Sorry. But and basically, what I'm saying is like I've I've seen it. Like there's some amazing comedians I've who are really supportive in the South Wales Comedy Forum who really look out for each other, um, um, which is amazing. But I've seen firsthand, um, you know, from a friend who is a comedian in in in, in Cardiff, being told that she can't be a headliner in um you know in a certain event because they they're worried that they, the audience would eat her up even though she is really 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 good at what she does and she deserved that headlining spot one of the booking promoters said to her no i i wouldn't want to put you there because you know you're you're a woman yeah and almost she, like she's too delicate she's too delicate so yeah. this is yeah it took me a while to get to this point because you know me and my brain i take for a while <laughs> to say it but this is the kind of things we need to tackle and I think this is why women are not getting to the top as easier than men because they're denied those there's a lot there's a lot of these barriers in place by saying oh actually no I don't want to put it there or mm, I don't know but we'll give it to yeah. these men yeah. and it's not because women aren't funny it's just they're still not given that kind of same path and access 
as as men are in comedy yeah i suppose the audience got to change a bit as well really haven't they yeah we do yeah how they how they perceive a female comedian coming on yeah but there are, you know, there's some great com- comedians out there, like uh, female comedians out there, like you know, you got Sarah Pascoe, yeah, um, and like <laughs> that's all I can remember. Yeah, that's <laughs> all we have. Well, we've like uh, Morgan and like ah, uh, uh, there's loads. Yeah. What's the Northern Girl? Um, Sarah, Sarah Milligan. Oh, I'm not the biggest fan of Sarah Milligan. Oh, but Jesus I like Christ, what are you doing here? <laughs> me yeah come on now you've got to give it for the girls you've got to give say it to the girls. Well, i'm reading this really good book actually talking about it it's just over here Gosh, oh okay let's do a book review here's the book review so i have a mentor at the moment uh called gwen or david now me and owen like to be really honest about our journey into comedy we've both really kind of gone into it i'd say the last yeah, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, the last couple of months for me, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it is, yeah. We're just yeah. Last... Very, very new. We're very, very new, and we are really honest about that. Like, fuck having egos, you know? Um, but I have this amazing mentor called Gwen Aldaviv, and uh, Pembrokeshire woman, lives in Cardiff, and she's written a book called Stand Up and Sock It to Them Sister. Funny, feisty females, it's called. Now, um, Stand Up and Sock It to Its Sister is basically... Um, a book I think it's the only book in the in the whole world which has been dedicated to the history of women in comedy and um, and what kind of the industry is like um, Gwenol's had about over 40 years 50 years of experience within that and in this book and I, I would advise anyone you know any men or women anyone really um, you know I don't want to do the gender male and women like open to everyone um, to buy this book, so um, PC, so, so PC, um, but it's it's got so much extensive research from interviews from uh, with comics working uh, worldwide. Um, you know, from, we've got interviews in there from Joan Rivers, Joe Brand, Jenny Eclair, um, Helen um, Adir, um Amy Shu, um, Nina Conti. It's just fantastic, and it's just shown. It makes you really think about actually what how hard it has been and the journey women in comedy have gone to Mm. so when the BBC put something like that up like these freaking scientists have no fucking reason really to put that out unless they unless unless the research I don't know has extent research into kind of the you know the, the the kind of the background of women in comedies but i don't think they did i think the bbc was just like fuck it's it. a grab headlines isn't it oh it's just like oh look everyone's voting mm. for jeremy corbyn everyone's coming a bit left-leaning right let's hook <laughs> back in those yeah. um those misogynists let's screw over the women Hang on. <laughs> but yeah i'm gonna post it up though gwenol's actually gonna come in one time to do a, a talk with us here um she is just fantastic uh a writer um, comedians, but she is going to come in and do some talks here. Excellent. How uh, do you get a mentor, and what does a mentor do? A, a mentor. So, like, I always feel I need someone to guide me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it was a weird one. I've like um, got a wife, so that's all. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's your wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, however, don't have a wife. Or husband, ah, okay, so, um, okay. I just uh, try and get mentors from all around the world <laughs> and say, please guide me through life. Um, no, Gwenor, she, I just knew, knew my family. Um, and uh, she's Gwenna's just a, a multidisciplinary kind of performing artist. She's a, a vocal coach. She's a life coach. Um, she's um, an actress, a performer, a writer. Um, she basically kind of um, started chatting to my mum once and was always messaging me, saying like, "Chat to me whenever you need to." This was like when I was even in university, and I didn't really think, didn't appreciate that kind of 
someone saying you've got something cool mm. I just like you and um, when I decided that I wanted to go into comedy and that was last year um, I kind of reached out to her and she was she has a Facebook group which was doing all of her research for this book and um, we kind of met up and um, it kind of just we met up in Cardiff I got the book from her and we just hit it off and um, she's been really great and when I'm writing to her about like I don't know about this script she's like gives me some advice on it she gives me advice on like kind of just basic things like networking Mm. Um, she really inspires me like she really believes in me Mm. um, because a lot of time I will just like all of us we just talk ourselves out of things talk ourselves down I'm like I'm not funny I can't write jokes Mm. and I can't I cannot write a joke for the life of me but I feel I hope I have a funny bone somewhere in there Um, and she's seen that she's helped me with my speech um, because I stutter a lot when I get nervous um, you know, and she's just, she's not afraid to tell me to like pack it in and focus. Yeah. She will often message me saying like, have you written something recently? I'm like, no. She's like, well, you need to. She really pushes me mm. and she's just taking me under her wing and I'm really grateful to have someone oh, like that. Nice. And to have my mentor and one of my closest friends now and such a badass of a woman to write this book. So guys, I'm going to share the book up online because it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, because everyone should buy it and it's great Ooh, rant of the day well sh- should we have some music yeah, I, yeah what are we going to go for we'll go with a bit of Bloodhound Gang and we're, we'll we're kinda... going back to the uh, fire yeah. water fire water burn we'll have a bit of oh, a music Guy Fawkes sorry yeah Guy Fawkes uh, that guy remember hey, so, um, hey men to... have had it hard as well over the years <laughs> don't forget about us guys uh, <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> Right, we'll see you after this music. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn, burn, motherfucker.
yo, yo. This hardcore ghetto gangster image takes a lot of practice. I'm not black like Barry White, no, I am white like Frank Black is. So if man is five and the devil is six, then that must make me seven.